Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to another episode of Disney vs. Disney Debates, the podcast where we try and figure out exactly what is the best Disney film ever made. I'm your Grandmaster Zancy Weber and with me today are two exemplary debaters. To my right, Chloe Boyke. Hello. That's how I pronounce your last name, isn't it? Yeah, it's not right though. Boyke? <laughs> Boyke, yeah. Boyke. Boyke. Wait, so did you just say, yes, that's how you pronounced my last name, but you uh, got it incorrect? Yes. That's how everyone well, uh, pronounces it. Oh. It, it, is, it is very fun to say Boyke. Yes. But I will call you Boyke from now on. Yeah. Uh, and to my left, a return contender. <laughs> Hello. Gina Schwartz. I'm back, baby. <laughs> Uh, and what what uh, what movie are you going to be debating for today, Oh, Gina? just the legendary Tarzan. The legendary Tarzan. That's and me. Well, <clears throat> well we, we met you last week. Yes, we did. It's with, true. With uh, your unfortunate loss with Brave. One point. One point. That's, <laughs> that's all that it's, that's in it. So, you know, every point counts. I've uh, been crying all week. <laughs> debaters take note. But Chloe, you are also a Disney fan, are you not? Yes, I am. And so who are you? What do you do? What are you about? And why do you love Disney? Well, I'm currently a uni student studying law and business. You poor thing. Yes, it's fun. (laughs) Um, I'm a part-time actress and, yeah, I just absolutely love Disney. I'm pretty sure the first half of my life all I watched was just Disney. Good. That's a good first half of the life. (laughs) Yeah. And what film will you be debating for today? The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, that classic character. (laughs) Um, We were just speaking before the debate about how many iterations of Winnie the Pooh films there are and there have been, with a couple just recently. Yeah. Um, But this is the original 1977 version. Yes. Yeah. So uh, the debate looks for arguments in five categories. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking for the memorable moments, the message that your film gives, the movie magic, the magic music, and the catch-all category of that Disney touch. What did Disney do with your film that no one else would have thought of to do? Starting off, you'll each have three minutes to give me your opening statements (sighs) as to why your film is the best Disney film. Uh, And then we'll go into round two which is a two-minute rebuttal of your opponent's film, then we'll have a little break and we'll come back with some questions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right, so we have rolled a dice before we started and Chloe won and so that means Gina is going to go first. (laughs) I know. (laughs) So Gina, uh, when you hit two minutes, you will get a warning 
bell, and that bell will sound like this. Mm-hmm. At three minutes, you'll be cut off by Darkwing Duck saying, The jig is up, you jaded, jug-headed jack-in-the-box! And then we will pass over to Chloe. <laughs> okay. Great. Okay, your time starts mm. when you start speaking. Everyone knows the story of Tarzan, but if you don't, I was saved, I was saved by a flying wild man in a loincloth. A quote by Jane sums it up pretty nicely. Tarzan was so successful that in its first 10 days in box office, it neared $80 million. Tarzan also won four awards and was up for 10 Annie Award nomination and has an all-star cast. Tarzan teaches us that love triumphs all and love is who you... Um, La, I'm sorry, and families who you make it. Carla took care of Tarzan when it was easier not to. Throughout the film, we also see different types of family and the similarities between them, from Tarzan's birth family to even the baboon and the little monkey baby. We also witness the heartwarming love between Jane and Tarzan. They hardly understand each other when they first meet, but they soon are inseparable, working as a team, supporting, teaching, and protecting each other. This film proves that love knows no boundaries and family is more than skin deep. Tarzan also raises awareness of the poaching of animals in Africa, which is still relevant in today's society. But inherently, Tarzan teaches us to accept ourselves and that just because you don't understand something doesn't make it dangerous or worth less than you. Tarzan tries to prove that from the moment Carla adopts him that he is worthy of love and respect from Kerchak and the herd. Kerchak says, Carla, look at him. He will never be one of us. And I think... Tarzan sums it up nicely when he says, why are you so threatened from anyone who is different than you? This film is riddled with memorable moments. The fight between Carla and Sabor the leopard while baby Tarzan giggles the entire time. The you'll be in my heart sequence in the tree with the butterflies. When Tarzan kills Sabor and lifts the dead body up above his head and cries out. When Tarzan takes off Jane's glove and sees that they're the same. When Tarzan comes to save his herd and all the audience hears is the cry coming through the forest. Tarzan, Kerchak says, you came back. Tarzan says, I came home. And finally, the ending of the film with Jane and Tarzan on the giant tree branch as Tarzan cries and the movie ends. The music in this film is iconic and I dare say the best uh, Disney soundtrack ever created. The soundtrack won a Grammy Award for Best Soundtrack Album. The song You'll Be In My Heart won both the Academy Award and the Golden Globe for Best Original Song and received a Grammy Award nomination. And for his contribution to the soundtrack, Phil Collins received an American Music Award for Favorite Adult Contemporary Artist. The movie Magic. Because Tarzan was shirtless, it was, it was actually going to be more difficult to figure out his movements as there was no place to hide. The Paris animation uh, team studied different animals in order to transpose their movements onto him. They also consulted with the professor on anatomy. This meant that Tarzan was the first Disney character to accurately display working muscles. The reason why the background of all the shots in Tarzan are so detailed, beautiful and realistic is because the animators created a completely new type of animation called deep canvas for the film which seeming uh, seamlessly blended cgi and 2d animation and made everything appear like a painting eric daniels won an annie award for technical achievement in the field of animation for his work and invention of deep canvas but to end tarzan is the cutest animated baby of all time fact the jig is up, you jaded <laughs> right down to the, the end box. there <laughs> uh that 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 was a very um very 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 cunning oh thank um, you <laughs> trying to get that, uh, that that opinion in as fact there at the end. I've, I've put a question mark to bring it up later. I'm really scared now. <laughs> uh, don't be scared. Gina's done her research, but Winnie the Pooh has faced, faced down 
stronger opponents than Gina. (laughs) Yes, of course. (laughs) All right, Chloe, you have three minutes with a warning at two and your time starts when you start talking. So The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh was released in 1977 and the film consists of four animated featurettes or short films, three of which were released prior to the film between the years 1966 and 1974. Extra material was used to link these three together and a final featurette was added to bring, uh, at the end of the film to bring the story to a close. So a short summary of the film, Winnie the Pooh realises he's out of honey and he finds a beehive close and, well, he can't get the honey so he goes and finds Christopher Robin <laughs> and with the help of Christopher Robin and a balloon he disguises himself as a rain cloud to try and fool the bees. This proves futile and then Pooh makes his way to Rabbit's house where he eats so much honey he cannot fit through Rabbit's front door. He is stuck there for several days, but then he is finally free. And then the movie moves on to a rather blustery day, which turns into a thunderstorm, and then a flood, which is actually a a natural disaster. In this, Pooh ends up rescuing Piglet and becomes a hero. And then the film moves on to Rabbit, trying to take the bounce out of Tigger because he's just tired of being bounced and he finds Tigger really annoying. But this doesn't really work out for Rabbit too well and he realises that Tigger is better when he's bouncy. So we're introduced to the world of the Hundred Acre Wood through a storybook, which is used in other Disney films such as Sleeping Beauty and Snow White. However, Winnie the Pooh gives this an opening twist. Disney has set out the entire film as a story coming to life through the pages of Winnie the Pooh, of the Winnie the Pooh novel. I think that this is a great representation of how children view stories that are being read to them. They imagine the pictures jumping out of the page and coming to life. And I think that this is a really clever idea of Disney to do. The main themes of Winnie the Pooh centre around identity, in which all the characters display different personalities and changing one's identity can prove disastrous, as Rabbit finds out with Tigger and his bouncing. Friendship is also really important, and as no matter what happens, they will always be friends. There is no actual, like, real fighting in the film. There's a little bit of conflict between Rabbit and Tigger, but nothing really major. If you want to dig deeper on a more psychological perspective, each character seems to have a different type of mental health disorder. Pooh has an eating disorder, Tiglet has anxiety, Piglet has anxiety, Eeyore has depression, Tigger has ADHD, Rabbit is a narcissist, and Christopher Robin seems to have schizophrenia. Of course, there is no there is nowhere near as much knowledge and understanding about these there was no nowhere near as much knowledge and understanding about these illnesses when the film and the original novels were released, but in today's society it gives children who may have these illnesses something that they can relate to, which is very important for a child to have. So although it may not have been intentional on Disney's part it is almost revolutionary on a psychological level and a lot of people don't know that Winnie the Pooh was actually based off a real live black bear who was originally from Canada uh uh, lieutenant uh Harry Colburn actually um found a bear at a train station and for $20 he bought her and he called her Winnie after Winnipeg his uh, favorite hometown but then when he was called to war he ended up having to sell her and to the London Zoo the jig is All up, right. you cheated jug headed jack-in-the-box. Winnie the Pooh. Mm. <laughs> now, Gina. Yes, it's me. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to do the impossible <laughs> and fight Ooh. against Winnie the Pooh. Yes. Bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> Even after now, this is a real bear, so you have to take the real bear's <laughs> feelings into account here. I never liked bears. <gasps> <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> I'm shocked. Okay, well, you have two minutes with no warning. I'll just cut you off at the end to tell me why The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh is not the best Disney film ever made. Mm. Your time starts when you start talking. 
What is Winnie the Pooh's storyline? There is no through line, no message, and quite frankly, it is boring. Winnie the Pooh is voiced by the same man who plays Carl the Snake from the Jungle Book, so I was kind of on edge the entire film because that voice is sinister. The bee scene is uncomfortable. Are we teaching kids it's okay to go to a beehive or are we teaching kids that bees are dangerous? Because we shouldn't be teaching kids either. We would die if bees weren't around, and I'm not saying that we should stick our head in a beehive, but we need to respect them. And this film dishonorably portrays bees as evil and dangerous... As evil and dangerous and that they're looking to hurt anyone who gets in their way. Which is why bees have such a negative stereotype even in today's society. Pooh is selfish. <laughs> Pooh is selfish and self-centered and is unfairly idolized by his peers. He falls asleep when his friends are talking. He only cares for himself and he owns a, <laughs> he owns a gun. And he went, <laughs> he went to rabbit's house. Just to eat all of his honey. He isn't considerate of Rabbit's feelings or his possessions. Rabbit, by the way, fat shamed Pooh. He didn't want Pooh to eat more. And when Pooh wanted to be wanted to eat more, he made a rude comment about Pooh if he really needed more. Not only that, but does Rabbit even like Pooh or anyone for that matter? Um Rabbit also tries to malicious, maliciously get rid of Tigger by proposing that they take him out to the woods and leave him there. What message does this send children that if you don't like someone, you should bully them into changing? And if that doesn't work, sabotage them or leave them in the woods? Rabbit says he, he wants to turn Tigger into a quote-unquote small and sad Tigger. What kind of sick cruelty is that? Also, when Eeyore accidentally proposes that I'll live in this new house he's found, which, by the way, is actually Piglet's house, Piglet is too nervous to speak up and say anything at all and all of his friends just let it happen. We think that Pooh is the, in quotes, hero for letting Piglet live with him, but that actually isn't fixing the problem. The music isn't catchy and if you ask to sing, if you ask me to sing anything from it, I couldn't do that for you. It's not a classic, it has a... The jig is up, you jaded jug-headed jack of that is, if you uh, didn't laugh at the start, uh, um, that was brutal. I've got a couple questions that I'll be bringing up later um, about some of the things that you've said there. Um, but <clears throat> before we get to that, <laughs> let's uh, let's uh, throw it over to Chloe, and Chloe can uh, g- have two minutes <laughs> to tell me why. Tarzan is not the best Disney film ever made. Uh, no warning bell. You will just be cut off at two minutes and your time starts when you start talking. Okay, so there is so much death in Tarzan. Like, I feel like it's re- it can be really traumatising to children. Like, people have forgotten that at the beginning of the film, an entire ship's crew was engulfed in flames and, like, either drowned. So, like, that's at least 30 people who ended up dying that pe- and... Like, that's just so much. And then there's the, ba- the baby gorilla get, that gets eaten by Sabor. You can hear the screams of, of the baby and then you see Carla just crying, devastated. And you see Tarzan's parents' bodies on the ground with blood around it. Like, what child wants to see a scene like that? Like, on- honestly, when I was a child, I didn't want to watch Tarzan. I was scared. Um, also, I found uh, there was a few editing errors um, I found in the film when Tarzan was fighting Sabor. Uh, Sabor scratched him across the chest and you can see the, the streaks at the beginning but then at the end they were miraculously gone. So it's like he was invincible but then like, mm. yeah. Um, how, how could Tarzan's parents make a treehouse that impressive with what little they had but they ended up having so much? Like they were on a, they were on a ship that was engulfed in flames and, and, and went into the sea and then all of a sudden they make like this massive treehouse and it had like so many knickknacks, like 
Like where did they find like the heap of rope um, and how did they like cut up wood? Where did they get the tools? To, and you could see like trunks and books and other knickknacks in the house. Like where would all of that have come from? It could not have washed up on the shore. I felt like that was just a big hole. Uh, the, f- the songs in the film, one of them, Son of Man, I felt was played at quite a poor moment. It was played right after Tarzan says to Carla, I'll be the best ape ever. And I felt like a different song should have been used because it's all about saying, oh, uh, a man in time you'll be, but he's trying to be the best ape that he can be. I just felt like it's a bit contradictory. <laughs> the jig is up, you jaded right. jack-in-the-box. Well spoken. Let's take a break. <laughs> we'll come back. couple questions. Any questions that you might have, you'd be free to bring up as well. And we will be back after this brief break. Okay, so we've had our opening statements. I have a couple of questions that were brought up in the uh, in the opening statements. Let's start with the uh, dishonorably portraying bees. Yes. Okay. Um, what do you? What? At first, you say that we shouldn't be showing children that they should go to a beehive. But then showing them going to a beehive and having consequences is dishonorably showing the bees? I was just saying that I think Pooh was – he just – Who's the bad guy is what you're saying. Yes. (laughs) And the bees just being picked on. No, okay. Hear me out. So Pooh goes to steal honey from these creatures, right? Mm -hmm. And bees are going to be angry if you're in their vicinity, obviously. But the way that – this cartoon portrayed them with the music and the way it was drawn. It was like these bees were out to get Pooh, even when Pooh left like the tree, right? Yeah. In normal life, bees are like chilling. Right? Okay. <laughs> but that's the thing. People hate bees, well, right? And so I, I, I will say I, I hate getting stung by bees. Yes, but they um, will only sting you if you go to them, which Pooh did. And that's correct. a bad story to tell kids but also bad story is to fear bees when actually they're very kind creatures a bad story to show a toddler being raised by apes why why is that a bad story when a child might want to run away and and join an ape family i tarzan is a film made in Western culture given to Western culture? So I feel like Western culture, there isn't a lot of apes around to run away to. And if you are in a place where there are apes, I would hope that your parents <laughs> are holding your hand going, well, no, Well, maybe honey. your parents should say, no honey for you, stay away from bees. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> I, I just wanted to. I just wanted to say, like, Disney uses bees as a plot device. I don't. I don't think we've uh, Disney's contributed to the 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 near extinction of the bumblebee. No, I'm not saying that they have, but it's still it's an old message and theme to yeah. use bees as a enemy. I guess. Yeah. Fair enough. Now, a real question I had is uh, now. Gina, you brought up um, mm. uh, the the negative personality traits of the 
uh, animals in the Hundred Acre Woods. Yeah. Uh, and Chloe, you brought up the just the death and the reality of death in the world of Tarzan. Mm. Now, you both brought these up as negatives to the other person's film. Mm-hmm. I would like you both to talk a little bit about why in your film these uh, these elements are justified. Okay. So we'll start we'll start with Gina because you you're traditionally going first. <laughs> okay. Um I don't think that death is displayed in Tarzan as the forefront of what's happening. And and in the opening sequence none of the crew is shown. So for all we know, it could just be Tarzan and his parents on that ship. No one we see is died. What we see is a family surviving. Okay, and I will give you that, yes, you do see the parents dead on the floor. I surprisingly didn't see that until I watched it for this debate. I must have, as a kid, thought it was – I didn't see it or I thought it was, you know, clothes or something because I didn't see that until I was watching it for this debate. Um, And all the deaths is never truly seen. We don't see Sabor die. We don't see Clayton die. Um, oh, spoilers. We, we, spoilers are fine, (laughs) I think. Um, and we, and we also, we don't even see Kerchak die. He does die, but do we see the bullet hole? No, we don't see blood. We just see him very grossly fall to the floor. And it's not a bad thing because at the end, Kerchak says finally to Tarzan, You are my son. On his deathbed. (laughs) Is it, but is that he was going to say that? Before, but unfortunately, he died. So that was the only time he could say it. And you know? Chloe, the negative uh, personality traits of the animals in Hundred Egg Woods. Look, I think one thing that y- you need to remember is that this is a figment of Christopher Robin's imagination, and he is a young child. And what these toys are doing is what he is basically getting them to play at. Like it's like a role playing game that he's playing with his toys, and I don't think that he means for it to be cruel. Like. Like yeah, it's cruel that he that rabbit and all that. Like oh, we're gonna leave Tigger in the um in the forest and and we'll lose him there. But you gotta remember, oh yeah, we, we're gonna find him. We ne- we were never actually going to lose him completely. We we didn't want him to die in the forest. We wanted to bring him back. They just wanted to they just wanted to do something that would sort of just like calm Tigger down a bit. Like he was just so energetic, and I think Rabbit just didn't really know how to handle that. And I think it was a good um it was a good way to portray like at the end when Rabbit's like oh I liked the old Tigger better too like he didn't like Tigger when he was sad and as often sound so it was a realization that what he thought he wanted wasn't actually what he wanted after yeah. all I will actually rebut with watching the movie everyone agreed that they loved Tigger as happy and bouncy but then when they said what about you Rabbit he goes oh Oh, yeah, I guess. So, really, I think Rabbit would have been fine with Tigger being sad. He just – and personally, I don't know about Piglet and Pooh. I think they were fine with probably going back to find him. But Rabbit really didn't care. He didn't care if he never saw Tigger again. And also, can we just – okay, Christopher Robin, his imagination, it doesn't matter what he means to be. These characters – 
I didn't see a lot of friendship at all in these characters. I see Rabbit being mean to Pooh. I see that beaver guy trying to rip off <laughs> Owl for trying to get Pooh out. Like, I don't see a lot of anything. And when his friends should have stuck up for Piglet and said, oh, hey, Eeyore, sorry, this is Piglet's house. Nobody did. They were just kind of scared. And then Pooh is suddenly the hero for saying, you can live with me. That doesn't fix the problem. Poor old Piglet has just lost his house because... Because he's got anxiety and he's too nervous to say anything. But you got to remember that Eeyore, like Eeyore, like he, he's sad and he's gloomy. And like, would you really want to say to someone who is that depressed, "Oh, yeah, you've done a good job at finding a house, but you haven't done a good job"? It's not about that. If it was the right thing, and they weren't going to be mean about it, they weren't going to say, "Eeyore, guess what? You messed up." go back to your house and Can wallow in I it. Can I say that I, I kind of view both the the violence of Tarzan and the the these negative personality traits of uh, the animals in Hundred Acre Woods as kind of the similar story element of basically these are the things that the people or the characters need to overcome. And that's kind of the impetus for the story in both of them. So I was was interested to see both of you talk about them because I I will say on the scale of Disney films, there are very few that are as violent as Tarzan. Milan might be close there, um, but like we see numerous dead bodies. (laughs) <laughs> um, not only the parents, but also Sabor. Like mm. we see Tarzan mm. celebrating the death of Sabor. <laughs> um, oh, it's technicalities. I, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say like these, these are elements and I think that the personality traits, like you said, are the, the elements that the characters are coming up against that they have to find a way around. Mm. And I think uh, Winnie the Pooh is a much more juvenile exploration of these things and that's why it's a a less less stakes Mm. um so i would like to uh ask if either of you have any direct questions for each other i do okay what is the point of Pooh having a gun for the heifalumps and the woozles he's going to kill them (laughs) what again (laughs) what kind of message does that send kids and how many kids in america have guns in their house and how many have died from this how is this ever a good thing? Why does a toy bear have a gun? That well, is that is that, anyway. Well, it's not that like it's not that Pooh actually like has a gun. If you remember in the beginning of the film, you see Christopher Robin's bedroom and he actually has that toy gun. So I'm pretty sh- so it's it's Christopher Robin's toy gun. But this is like after like Winnie the Pooh is set after World War 1 and like so it's it would be normal that I think that a child of his age would have a toy gun in that house. Like they it's they didn't really understand like the tragedy of war. It was oh yeah, fighting, being a hero. Um, yeah, um, I know where you're coming from for sure. But it wasn't a pistol; it was a rifle. And but okay. it was a pop one. Like it had like the pop thing. Yeah, for sure. But does a kid know the difference? I definitely wouldn't. Well, it's like like today. Well, like I, I think what you said is is at the time between the two great wars, uh, a child would know the difference between between the weapons because their fathers would have been pushing that knowledge onto them, and, mm. and firearms were more. But that it, it is it is a point that Pooh 
has a gun he and a intends gun. to kill the Heffalumps and Woozles. Um, but again, as a reflection of what Christopher Robin thinks would happen. Um, Chloe, do you have any any questions? You don't uh, need to? Yeah. Um, so like with, like with Clayton, like so he – like he works for the professor and for Jane, but yet he doesn't like he doesn't really do anything that they say. It's more like he's the boss of them. Like I, f- I feel like that just brings across like a bit of toxic masculinity. Like you don't really have any real power unless you look like Clayton. Like the professor, he had the brains, but like Clayton had mm. the brawn. I totally see where you're coming from, but never in this film is it celebrated. Everyone actually hates Clayton. And also he doesn't listen to them because he's actually there to protect them from dangerous creatures such as these apes. So he isn't there to study them. He's just there for their protection. And again, it's never celebrated that this man is so brawny and he actually looks malicious. And in the end, um, when Clayton does try to kill Tarzan, it's it's his toxic wanting to win, wanting to do his job, not not wanting to fail that actually kills him because Tarzan actually tries to save him. He goes, Clayton, Clayton, he's trying to stop him from cutting the vine that is that he's holding on to. And at the end he doesn't listen and he unfortunately dies. Yeah, but you say, you say that Clayton's not – like his masculinity isn't celebrated but at, like at the end like he, he manages to turn the whole crew against the professor and Jane – in order to actually go and uh, and get these apes. I believe that the crew was brought there by Clayton. I don't believe that it was a crew for the Professor and Jane. I believe he he had this crew, whoever it was, and he said, come on, let's. I've got these two fools and we're going to grab these apes and we're going to take them back and we're going to make a lot of money. I don't believe at all that they were on Jane and... Um, the but then he, he still had the power and the influence over those men. Like it, show, it shows that he had more power over people in general than the professor really did. And well, because the professor is unfortunately an old man. But again, we see that these people who want the power and who are doing the bad things, they lose in the end. So right. it gives yep. a good message in that. All right. Um, well, let's take another break and we will come back with our final summaries. Okay, so we have had our debate. We have had our discussion. Now each of you will get one minute, no warning, to summarize your arguments and get any parting shots in there. And uh, Gina, you get to go first and your time will start when you start talking. I believe that Winnie the Pooh is a story that won't move forward. I don't think that any of the things are relevant in today's society. I think that Tarzan is a story about love, family and acceptance. Accepting yourself, accepting those that are different than you and not accepting the lies that Clayton spilled to them all. Tarzan isn't just a role model for kids because he's tough and he's a manly man who lives in the jungle. He's a man who is kind, vulnerable, thirsty for knowledge and beyond all loving and family orientated. He never did anything of malicious nature and even tried to save Clayton from hurting himself. The soundtrack is the best in Disney history and Phil Collins is a genius. The animators are groundbreaking and the animation itself is mesmerizing and I thoroughly believe this message will carry on for years to come. Also, Chloe, you said before that the characters in your film represent mental illness, but this is speculation and not fact at all. If you take 
away nothing else from Tarzan. Take away this. Love your mother because she's the most precious thing in your life. Get up, you jaded, jug-headed jack-in-the-box. <laughs> All right, right up to the end. <laughs> uh, well done, Gina. Well fought. Uh, and now, Chloe, you will also have one minute to tell me why Winnie, the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh is the best Disney film ever made and why Tarzan is not. Your time starts when you start talking. Okay, so I don't think Tarzan is really about accepting ourselves because at, like the first half of the film is him working towards being the best ape ever when he is actually a human. So like he, he doesn't really accept himself until the end of the movie when he realises that he's actually a man. Um, Winnie the Pooh has so, has so many like, themes that can be relevant to today. And the, the songs, like you said that you, you don't know any of the songs. Like The wonderful thing about Tiggers... And Heffalumps and Woozles, like, they are just, like, so catchy. Um, all the songs from Winnie the Pooh were written by the Sherman Brothers and they, and the Sherman Brothers, they have the uh, – they've made more motion picture musical song scores in history, so they must be doing something right. Um, and, look, yes, the mental illness is all on speculation, but it's something that I think people can actually really see. Like, you look at Piglet and you, and you go, oh, yeah, you know what? He, he does actually seem to have anxiety. It's something you can actually see. And I think Winnie the Pooh. There we go. It's tough to get it all out there at the end, but you did very well. Okay, I have some scores to count. I think Winnie the Pooh needs to be here. You should have brought that out of the start. (laughs) I was trying to work out a good time. (laughs) For those at home, Chloe has just brought out a Pooh doll uh, onto the table. I also have Tigger, Piglet, and Eeyore in my bag as well. Oh my god. Gina. Yes. Do you have a baby monkey? Um, n- no. Do you have a baby Tarzan? I'm 23. Okay, I'm going to have to uh, <laughs> <No>! award some <laughs> point somewhere. Please, no. But while I do that, uh, please take some time and tell each other why you like each other's films. Okay. Um, I don't actually hate Winnie the Pooh. Um, I think the characters are very lovable and for its time it's – it's actually a very good film and the characters are very lovable and as as a ch- I, n- I haven't seen this movie as a child only as an adult but i can imagine as a child that it would be very hilarious and that you could relate and love the characters because they are very distinct and nuanced in themselves we all know a tigger we all know a piglet Mm. in itself and also I don't know why because I never watched Winnie the Pooh as a child but I had a little poo doll (laughs) when I was a little girl and there's pictures of me with it and I loved that thing so much yeah look I like I think Tarzan's a great movie like I (laughs) like it's so hard arguing against something when you like it (laughs) Like the songs are just like they're really beautiful. They're like y- you'll be ever. in my heart. Like like who does who doesn't get <laughs> oh teary God. with that song? Um, <laughs> but like I I like with Tarzan how it has that whole like your family isn't like your blood. Like mm. Tarzan's family is his apes, mm. like the apes and all that. Like I I think it's got a really great like moral to the story. Yeah, there's a bit in. Tarzan when Tarzan comes out in his father's suit oh my god and Carla's like tearing up and Tarzan says something like um no matter where I go um I'll always love you or something and she says um and I'll always be your mother yeah no wait wait I just remembered it she he says um no matter where I go you'll always be my mother and she goes you'll always be in my heart yeah it's hardcore yeah hardcore all right 
I've uh, counted the scores. Okay. Oh, God. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, this is never easy. No, it's not. But uh, let's go. Okay. Oh, God. Let's go with an easy category. Okay. Okay. All right. Memorable moments. Okay. Um, <laughs> Gina. Yeah. You had me with Monkey Baby. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, I think I think one of the one of the main benefits that modern Disney has over classic Disney is that they they really know how to milk these moments now mm. and put these tiny little things that people can latch onto. Um, I mean, you didn't take out this category by much, but you did. Like, you opened up with just rapid fire, <laughs> memorable moment, memorable moment, memorable moment. Um, uh, and uh, I guess Chloe brought up a couple of moments that detracted a little bit, like like the death and the mm. and the the kind of traumatic moments of the film. But Tarzan did. And I think Tarzan has more memorable moments than uh, than the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Thank you. When it comes to that Disney touch, however, <laughs> Gina, once again, this has gone against you. Why? <laughs> uh, I think Chloe, you you did really made a really good uh, argument as to how Disney incorporated these uh, these different mm-hmm. personalities into Christopher Robin and the framing device of him in his room with his toys and also tying it back into Disney with the storybook opening. Yeah, um, I think all of those all of those little touches that Disney really kind of uh, or like lent on or. Uh, created and carried through this classic Disney period, I think counted a lot for the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Um, they, they know what they do well or then they knew what they did well and so this has really gone in your favour. Yay. Uh. Um, something I wanted to talk about was the Sherman Brothers versus mm. Phil Collins yes. in the music. The Sherman Brothers... Are a powerhouse of Disney Disney music. They, they have are. they're responsible for so many Disney classics. Mm. Um, I'm surprised we haven't geeked out over them more in this podcast yet, but I'm sure that will come. Um, but Phil Collins again, just all the awards, so many. Gina, you didn't even bring up what I've told you many times is my favorite song what? from the whole film, "The Trash in the Camp." Dude, I just didn't have time. <laughs> I put it in there and I just could, I didn't have time. Because I've written down here, Trash in the Camp, question mark, where's this? <laughs> Where, why are you bringing this up? You'll Be In My Heart, of course, is a yeah. super touching song. Yeah. Um, and I think this this category did go to Tarzan. Thank you. Thank you. Because I think, Chloe, you just didn't have it in you to – Badmouth Phil Collins, whereas Gina <laughs> Gina did bring up some dissatisfaction that she had. With I some had of the so songs. many notes, but I got really flustered. <laughs> <laughs> I lost everything that was going to come out. <laughs> um, with the message, um, this was a tied category. Oh, um, because <laughs> well, I I think again, it's these are two films that are have a very specific message. Um, Tarzan, it doesn't have a very broad message like your last film, Gina Brave, mm. had had a broad spectrum of messages all mm. along a similar theme, whereas Tarzan is very much you don't have to be what everyone thinks you are um, yeah. and, and and how it gets that across. And I think Winnie the Pooh also does is it's, it's celebrated and it's so long lived because it's, 
it, it is so simple a message that children, for children, that children can uh, latch onto, uh, regardless of whether or not it portrays bees in a positive light. <laughs> <laughs> and we all know it doesn't. <laughs> so it comes down to the movie Magic. Oh, gosh. <laughs> And without, oh well, I'm just going to tell you the winner because okay, okay, good. it goes to Tarzan. Tarzan no! is the better Disney oh film. No. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, with the, the combination of, of the voice acting as well mm-hmm. as the amazing animation that they managed to um, yeah. invent for Tarzan, mm-hmm. um, I think as a film – it is inherently stronger in that it isn't a series of vignettes. Mm. Um, like Disney did this a lot back in the day and that mm. is a lot of their charm is shorter stories for younger children who don't, who can't yeah. like latch on to uh, a long form story. Um, so that didn't really hold, I didn't hold it against it. I just think that Tarzan um, by mere fact that it's more modern has a more polished story and gets, gets more, I guess, um, kudos for what it did do. Um, so congratulations, Gina. <laughs> I'm so happy. A worthy opponent. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And, and con- consolations to you, <sighs> Chloe, uh, Winnie the Pooh. Uh, bless his heart. He's so sad right now. <laughs> I'm Piglet's even sadder, I guess. Yeah. Um, probably Eeyore, Eeyore is the saddest. Eeyore, yeah. <laughs> but he's got Piglet's house, so who cares? <laughs> He's fine. So uh, if you think I've made the wrong choice, if you are a Winnie the Pooh fan and you think that Winnie the Pooh should be going through to the next session of debate, which is growing ever closer, there is a poll on our Facebook page. If you go there, you will find this poll and you get to have your say. Uh, And so the if Winnie the Pooh, wins the popular vote by more than 8%, mm. then Winnie the Pooh has a chance to go through to the second round. Come on, everyone. Vote uh, Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, it is. So please go there, tell your friends. Um, you can take this debate into account if you wish or you can vote with your heart uh, and we'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> uh, other than Facebook, you can find us on Twitter and you can find us on Instagram. Chloe, is there anything you would like to tell the audience to check out? Uh, yeah, you can check out my Instagram account, Chloe Bowie 98. So that's C H L O E B O W I E 98. Excellent. And Gina? I am an actor, and you can find me on Instagram under Gina Schwartz Creative, or I'm also another podcaster on the network, A Glass of Wine with an H. But kids, don't listen to it, tell your parents. Adults <laughs> um, only. Adults only. Uh, we drink wine and have a little chat on Fridays. Absolutely we do. So thank you for listening. If you want to find out more about this podcast or any of the other podcasts on the network, you can go to that'snotcanon.com. As always, I've been Zancy Weber. Thank you for listening and keep watching Disney. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.